Thank you for joining us for this episode of Comply on the Fly with M3 and Karen B. Comply on the Fly is your trusted weekly resource for reliable insight and quick answers on common employee benefits compliance questions. Please note this podcast and the contents herein do not constitute legal advice. Seek the advice of counsel for any employee benefits compliance related guidance or strategy. Hello, everyone. I'm Karen B. And the Comply on the Fly question of the week directly from a client and in response to our ACA reporting webinar is, by policy, our limited term employees can only work 1,200 hours in a calendar year, which is less than the 30 hours per week, which is 1,560. If an LTE, meaning limited term employee, begins work in the second half of the calendar year, and then continues to work in the first half of the next year, are we required to offer insurance since they have worked more than 30 hours per week during the look-back period? Please expand on seasonal versus temporary employment. So my first comment in answering this question would be that the ACA does not recognize the term limited-term employees. There are only four categories when using the look-back measurement method. Full-time, meaning you hired somebody and you expect them to work 30 or more hours per week. Part-time, meaning you hire them and they're expected to work less than 30 hours per week. A variable hour, meaning you cannot predict the hours at the time of hire. Or seasonal. And seasonal here is a position that is six months or less, and it is tied to a season, such as summer employment, snow plowing, those types of positions. If this employer hired this person as a variable hour employee or a part-time employee, meaning they couldn't predict the hours or they were holding the hours below full-time, then that person would be in an initial measurement period of typically 12 months from the date of hire or first of the month following date of hire. This means that if in 2022 you hired somebody in July, you would not be determining if you owe that person an offer of coverage until June of the following year if you have a 12-month initial measurement period. The only time you would have to offer coverage before the end of the initial measurement period is if you officially change the status mid-year to full-time employment. Now, this is assuming that the employer is using the look-back measurement method to determine full-time status for their employees. The other method, the monthly measurement method, would require the employer to offer coverage for any month. The employee goes over 130 hours. As far as the 1095C goes, if this employee was in an initial measurement period for all or part of 2022 and never was deemed full-time as a result in 2022, then a 1095C would not be completed for that person. Reminder, 1095Cs are generally only for full-time employees. Again, the ACA does not recognize temporary employment. So it is important to categorize people correctly at time of hire into one of the four categories if you are using the look-back measurement method. All categories except full-time must be put into an initial measurement period. And that is your comply-on-the-fly question of the week. 
Thanks for tuning in. What's on your mind? If you have a pressing compliance question, send it to askkarenb at m3ins.com. We'll do our best to cover it in an upcoming episode. You can now follow and subscribe to Comply on the Fly on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Make sure to tune in next week and encourage others to join us.